You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jeremy, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Not much, man. What's going on? Not much. Uh, we took the week off from recording last week, thinking, oh, maybe we'll build up to a little bit more to talk about. And uh, boy, were we wrong. Well, at least in hot stuff. <laughs> um, just a couple things to talk about, uh, given our Chicago Blackhawks in their very little momentum or movement of an offseason. Um, NHL talk, we got a decent amount to talk about. Some very interesting trades, some interesting signings. Uh, surprising news in the Jersey world. Um, yeah, but Hessel yeah. watch is still on. Hessel watch is still on and still waiting for that Chicago Blackhawk. I, every time the Blackhawks tweet something and somebody in our group chat sends a link, I'm like, oh, here it is. And then you know, like the like how the Hawks like to like uh, do like little tweets, like teasers, like they'll tweet out like eyeball emoji or something. Yeah, you'll know the Hawks when they when they get Kessel, it'll just be hot dog emoji, and then it's that would be pandemonium. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Announce the deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So let's uh let's get into it with some Hawks talk. Uh the main thing that kind of really we want to touch on a little bit was a very surprise. I was very surprised that this interview happened. Um Jonathan Tave sat down with Laz, um, did an athletic little interview article, uh, and he was just very blunt and honest. And pretty much pointed to all signs that Taze is checked out. He he's yeah. he's just done with this team. Um, a couple quick he's little been done like, since 2020. So yeah, here's a quick couple quick things that he said that I kind of stood out to me. Um, at the end of the day, we're talking about a five plus year process, according to Kyle Davidson. Uh, so that part of it doesn't sound appealing to me at all. I can't speak for Kaner but I definitely feel that the amount of turnover our team has gone through every single year, these last three or four years, that's where it really, really, or it gets really, really draining and exhausting. You have a guy like Alex Brickett who was under Kaner's wing. And I like to think that Kirby and I bonded in the same way too. And they go out, out the door over and over. You see, we've seen these turnover. Uh, I'm learning to be more patient, but there's no doubt that the timeline is pretty daunting and pretty exhausting to think about. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to do what, what I'm going to do and what the future holds for me, because I really don't know. Um, few things that I, that for me kind of stood out with that was one, that's the first kind of like time frame we've heard about, like what the Hawks are thinking about for this rebuild. And Kyle Davidson, you know, said, always said, well, whether it's three years, four years, five years, whatever, we're going to do it right. And it still kind of had that question. We kind of left that question with us wondering like, okay, well, what is the time frame? So we kind of kind of kind of know what to expect. So we're not sitting here like this all season. We knew it was just straight sell. We're not going to grab anybody. Could we see new guys coming in next year that could potentially be a part? Is that two years away and all that? A five plus year rebuild kind of sets the table for expectations a little bit, which I mean could change on a dime. You know, we get that first overall pick. Who knows? Yeah. That that's, I think that's why there's no like for sure timetable though because yeah. you never know like let's say we do get first over the next year but and we snag Barard, or bedard and maybe he is everything that he's supposed to be once he makes it to the show maybe it takes him a year or two and then those years we still get like a top five pick let's say that could be just a few years waiting we gotta i mean 
there's also all sorts of signings and trades that can happen. So you never know, like if things go according to plan and all the prospects pan out, like the guys that we got in the first round this year, like, let's say we see them in three years, four years, and they're like ready to go, like, like top two lines or whatever, like we could be competitive at that point, but it really depends on the future. You're like, you can't just be like, yeah, like everybody's going to be fine in three, four, three yeah. to five years. Then we'll be, we'll be competing for a cup. It's like, you really can't bank on that. Yeah. And I guess, I guess for me more so what I was saying isn't like, okay, well this is X amount of time. It's kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of factors into it. I was just more curious about always curious about what they saw as like, was there a time where they would be ready to be like, okay, within three years, we're going to start spending a little bit, start bringing guys in. Like that's, that's the one thing. Like I understand the whole, like developing our own prospects and all that, that takes a lot more time than, just going out, signing a blank check, and be like, "Hey, here you go, Phil Kessel yeah, the Blackhawks." Like you can't, you can't just expect them to just start throwing money around yeah. once we have like a few pieces, because like you want your, you want it to be like how the Hawks were. Like you want to build a core that you'll have for the next ten plus years that can be competitive and remain competitive, and you can just fill in the pieces around them. You don't want to just be like, "Okay, we got, we got a couple guys now. Let's just throw it all out, like together, like." You want to have the the goalie that you're going to have for the future that's solid. You're going to want to have your top two defensemen, like hopefully one and two. Like we were lucky enough when we got we got we got Seabrook and Keith, and then things fall together where you get like your top first line center, and you can fill in those pieces around them. Like those are the those are the biggest like parts. Is like down the middle, top two defensemen who can eat those minutes and play every position or every situation, and then the goalie that can just be counted on in any situation yeah but and, we don't have any of that right now right so yeah it's just and like it's, that's why it's like you can't really be like oh like five years from now like but i'm sure they're not expecting to be like buffalo who's been in year 15 of the rebuild arizona Detroit. Yeah. detroit's finally i think they're coming out of it but still detroit's been in it for a while and it's like people keep comparing it to like, oh, the Rangers, you know, the quick rebuild and all in L.A., their quick rebuild. But it's like we don't have the pieces that the Rangers have. We don't have the pieces that L.A. had, the, no. those young guys coming in. And people forget, too, because, you know, a lot of the fan base and I, I've given up say, calling them this, but I, I got to bring it up now. Like the bandwagon era fans who yeah. are now experiencing this for the first time. This is what it was like before 2000. Before 2008, before that conference final run, like this was dog shit hockey in Chicago. We were, we didn't have the right pieces. We were drafting and grabbing the Duncan Keat, the Seabrooks, the Packard Sharp, the Kane, the Taves, Jalmerson, all those guys, Corey Crawford. And it took them a couple of years to build and develop them uh, in our system. That's with the exception of Kane and Taves, obviously. Yeah. But it's, I mean, this is literally what what early 2000s Blackhawks hockey was. It was, you're going to be signing a bunch of misfit guys that are looking, are just going to get one-year deals that you can maybe bring in, you know, trade at the trade deadline to get some draft picks for them. And you're just going to have an essential, it's going to be a revolving door of players coming in and out until our prospects, we have the prospects that we feel are going to be that next core and we're ready to build around. Yeah. And I think like, since this is Kyle Davidson's first year, it's like, it's his mark now. Like this yeah. was his draft. So like, this is where he starts. 
and like i think that's part of the reason of like making all those trades is like you you need to put your mark on the team and or like put your mark on the organization and start it up in your way you don't want to just keep carrying over everything that from the last person and like as much as it sucks like he kind of is kickstarting the rebuild a little bit with the pieces that he had and everybody's always like oh i don't know what he was doing but i mean we can be mediocre and not get top picks with keeping to and doc and everything or we can just fucking rock and roll right away yeah and it, it sucks and like it, i think that they said it before but it's kind of like we he knows that like this is going to cause that like kane and taves to want to get a trade but like there's no like by the time we're good again like we're not going to have kane and taves like ask for a trade we'll get pieces that will accelerate our rebuild even more like See, we're not while, gonna just hold, like it's it, it sucks but whatever while i've kind of you know with the moves that he made on draft day you know the kirby doc to flip kirby and then bring in the nazar love yeah. that absolutely great yeah. players been said that he's got the high ceiling in the draft awesome let's go i might grow to love i always forget who what's what was the name of the guy that we drafted with the Kirby or the to bring it seventh overall? Kuchinski. Yeah. Mike Grow to love him. He might be a great player. I still don't like the, the return on oh, the yeah. trade. I go that one, I think is always going to have a bad taste taste in your mouth. And I just think that's always going to be the one where it's like, it's like, yeah, we could have been, you know, if we just kept to bring it and to bring it was the only guy we kept. I mean, there's would there really been that much of a difference versus, you know, that's, the, I mean, that's the one thing too. And it's like, if you can keep him and convince him, be like, listen, stick with us, deal with this for a couple of years. But if you, know, you want, we are going to gonna be, build have this. the best chance of getting the highest picks possible. Like the Brinkett's going to be the guy that might put a hat trick in a game and, or like put up five points in a game. And it's like you win five to four and it's he, just like, okay, one guy. Like, yeah, that's fine. You still have Kane. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. That's, a, What's the that's the other thing, though. That's the thing, though, too. Like, if you have Kane and Debrinket, you have a chance of winning, like, almost every game still. It doesn't matter who else you put out there. So you get rid of Debrinket because he has no protection, like, no trade clause or anything like that. And then that's going to cause Kane to want to leave. And you go, that's okay. We can get a ton of picks for you. And then now you accelerate the rebuild. I disagree. I can see. I disagree with that because we came to Brinket this last year. Yeah, and, and we won we, we a good amount of games still in overtime because of Kane to Debrinket. Yeah, it's still not. To, we still had a top ten pick. We was still uh, would have had a third over. What was it third overall? No, no six overall. No, sorry, sixth. Sorry, I'm thinking. About <laughs> I was like, if we would have had top three. Yeah, but no, but like still a top a top ten pick. Our team fell to a top ten pick with an opportunity to still move up. I yeah, see, but we I, want we want number one this year. We want number one. We want the best pick. <laughs> I don't know. I think if you would have, I, I still, I don't know. I disagree. I, I still think that this team could have tanked and, and done horrible keeping to bring it. Yeah, I'm sure. And then we probably could have got a lot more for him at the, at the deadline and then really done some damage uh, dropping in the standings. But I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. It's one of those things that Monday morning quarterback would have, could have, should have type of thing. And it just will always be a sour taste in my mouth. I think the the Debrinket trade just because yeah. you look at because you look at what you got for what Kirby, who was, I mean, I I still think the Kirby Hall was better. To be honest, sorry, yeah. 
Um, yeah, but Eagle that's the Hall. thing, though. It's it's kind of like a gamble. Like Davidson's basically gambling that Kirby isn't worth that, and Montreal's gambling that Kirby is worth more than that, and like that's, that's where right. they settled. And I mean, I I think it, it's going to be helpful for him definitely to have that change of scenery. Being in Montreal, I don't know. They're gonna if he. <laughs> they basically just replaced um Kanyemi. Like they're like, oh, we lost our third overall pick, so let's get somebody else's yeah, right. third overall pick center. And I don't know. Like I hope he does well. Like he was doing St. Louis is like, the, the... He was doing pretty decent defensively before like, but he wasn't just putting up the numbers like pre-injury. Yeah. Like his his trend started taking a little bit of a hit. So I think hopefully like that team's going young. Their main core is Suzuki and and uh, now they have Slavkovsky and they have Caulfield and Kirby and that's it's going to be a fun team to watch. It's but I don't know. Fingers they're, crossed. They're missing that, a ton of pieces still. Fingers crossed. Kirby goes off this year because they're competition for that first overall pick. Um, yeah, I, um, and, or I fingers yeah, Montre- crossed. Carey Price decides to play and yeah, Montreal and plays well. The two teams I'm worried about. You know, with the first yeah. pick, it's crazy how Mon- I mean, just how Montreal went from Stanley Cup Finals to losing their top cent- or top defenseman and top goalie, and, and like that basically drove them to being in the basement. Besides, like other injuries, they just got hot. It's at the still just like man. wow, yeah, yeah. Also, they weren't like they weren't a very good playoff like contender. I feel like if they were the last. I don't even. I don't even remember what the what the the placement was on them, but if the divisions were regular, I'm sure they probably wouldn't have even made the playoffs. No, they wouldn't. They were the they were like the 24th team in the in the league. I think. No, like that. that was the bubble year. That was when Dallas went to the finals. The oh, the sure. year that they went to the finals was the the all Canadian division. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. And so, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Years, if the divisions were, if, if yeah, well, yeah, because it it basically was the same year. Yeah. And that's why Tampa Bay is a fake dynasty because they were playing in fake fake hockey years. We went back to a regular season. Regular. Tampa we won. Tampa Bay won two shortened seasons in two weird like years. They finally play a full season, and then they play a full playoffs, make it all the way to the finals, and don't win. So they finished. <laughs> Montreal finished 18th. Yeah, in the regular season. There was would they have made the playoffs in the Eastern Conference though? No. Yeah, same. Because alone, you know, the New York Rangers missed the playoffs that year and they had one more point than Montreal. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. See, the Rangers would have made it, but because it was only four teams per division making the playoffs instead of, you know, like top two and then Whatever, or I don't even know what it is anymore. It's top three and then two wild card teams. It's stupid. And it's even hard because they don't they don't break it down by conference because it was all mixed up. Yeah, they wouldn't. They definitely would not have made the playoffs. But that's funny. Yeah. So, but yeah. All right. So, my question here, kind of going with Taves. Now I'm gonna say this that. For this era of Chicago Blackhawks, he's my favorite Blackhawk. He will always be my favorite Blackhawk from this era of Chicago Blackhawk hockey, and nothing is going to change that for me. But is 
he ruining his legacy a little bit by going on this depressed mopey like I don't like what's I going mean, on tour or is it just it's, it's, yeah, I mean it's definitely making it like <laughs> where I'm just like yeah leave man fucking leave <laughs> but if Kane leaves I'm be like that sucks <laughs> like, yeah. it hurts to not see Kane play but Kane's been playing fucking high level hockey for the last few seasons still and it's basically been like Taze has is non-existent and I don't know, man. It's there, a he lot, was not a lot of, for an entire he year. Put, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He did put a lot of miles on himself, like throughout the early 2010s and everything. Like tons of hard minutes, playing a lot more defensive hockey. You know, like that's going to beat you down. He was one of the best players in the NHL for a good span of time, and then, like he was, he was never like a point per game player. He came close a couple of times, but it was because his game was more than just offensive. It was all over the place. But it really wore him down, and he was now, like, when it came time, like, we, these contracts have kicked in. Kaner's contract is so much more worth it. Oh, yeah. So much more worth it. Like, if I could – if you could revalue their contracts, Taves is probably, like, a six – back at, like, a $6 million player, like, at best. Isn't it crazy, too, like, when they first signed these contracts – I would have swore just by their personality and the kind of the way they were, the situations flipped. I thought Kane would be the one bitching and he would want to get out and Taze would want to be the lifer. And now Kane is the one who he wants to be a lifer because he wants Makita's records. Yeah. And Taze is like, get me, yeah, get me out of here right now kind of thing. It's just, it's so well, weird. How... The, I've mentioned it before, but Taze doesn't have anything to play for other than championships. Like he's not yeah. chasing any records. He's already played a thousand games as a Hawk. I don't think he's close to a thousand points. Um, Like, there isn't really anything to look forward to for him where Kane has like those records that he can break and be like the greatest Blackhawk of all time. And I think like that kind of sets it apart. Like Taze just wants to go and win championships and that's fine. Cool. Yeah, Taze, Taze is 148 points away from a thousand. Yeah. And he's not going to fucking hit that. No. I think that he, if he can play the next two or three seasons, he might come close, but he it's two or three seasons. And like, I don't know if he has that in him. He only had 37 points this year. Like in, in did he play the whole season? He played 71 games. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I mean, it would, it would take him like another like four to four years at least. And like, it's like, that's, you know, that's not like, 37. yeah. And we've said it before and people always get annoyed with this argument with it, but it's like, Hayes is not a point guy. He's that's not yeah. what makes him, what made him like the great, one of the greatest center centers in NHL history. Like he was a two-way player who everything that he did is does not show up on the stat sheet. And that's probably what hurts him the most when yeah. people talk about like, you know, some of the all-time greats. Yeah. I mean, when you're, like a perennial Selkie nominee and you're captain of like a fucking dynasty. Like you're going to be looked at like pretty harshly if you're not putting up a point per game. Like it's yeah. yeah. When you have Sidney Crosby asking if it's okay to be the captain of when he's selected as like the team Canada captain, just kind of like, Oh, that's pretty sweet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's a no doubt hockey hall of famer. He is probably first ballot like yeah. he's got oh, yeah. nothing nothing to prove he's olympic gold medals he's won at every level he's I got national he champion really wants to win yeah and like 
I mean, I don't think losing hockey is like fun for him. It's not fun for anybody, but at least Kaner fucking is exciting. <laughs> like, what's the point of playing like like very good sound defensive hockey if your team's still gonna lose four to one? Like, that's gotta just be annoying as fuck for him. Where Kaner's like, ah, we're down four to one. Maybe I'll try and get a hat trick right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he's still just gonna go off every once in a while. Four to one, like, give me two shifts. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. Like it, I just want to see Kaner as a hawk forever. I would love to see Taze as a hawk forever. Taze, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Kaner is just gonna be like, if I went to New York, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think, honestly uh, would get a fucking Kaner like Rangers jersey. I would love that. I just want to see Kaner doing the heartbreak, Selly with Panarin just high kicking in the background, like the same time. <laughs> Oh man! You want to see that so bad? Just play fucking NHL 22. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be hilarious because it's like you know Panarin is just gonna be like a kid on Christmas when if Kane gets traded over there, like he's gonna be so happy, so excited. I think the only yeah. thing that would make him happier is if Bobrovsky got traded to uh to New York with him too. That oh yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be so great. Um, he's got another comment too here, but I want to talk to something else too because it kind of we can use a transition for something else. But it's kind of fitting. I was just thinking about this as we we're talking about how Taze and Kane probably will not finish this season as a Blackhawk if they even started as a Blackhawk. But it's almost it's almost kind of fitting that this is the way that their their Blackhawks legacy ends with just this brutal like storyline and just like kind of being forced out because that's just that entire core from that team not a single person really got to to call it on their own terms and they really they don't get to really call their end of their blackhawks career on their own terms they're essentially i mean they do and they don't I mean, they do because yeah, it's up but to it's them like, if they want to play here or not but i'm like i'm almost really wondering like are do you think that they're going to offer them contracts? If they're still on this team past the trade deadline, do you really think they're going to try to offer them an extension? I don't think they're going to be on this team past the trade deadline. Well, I'm just saying, though, like, yeah. Like, if they, if they are, I, if I they're mean, somehow, they, I, I think that... Like, let's be honest. If they, they, if they are on the team past the trade deadline, I think it's because Davidson is forced to keep them in order to sell tickets and yeah. merchandise. Because if you don't have Kane and Taves, who for what, like five years in a row, they were literally number one and two in jersey sales in the entire nation. Yeah. Like if you don't have those two guys to like sell jerseys and sell tickets and market, I don't know. <laughs> with you with you're not a diehard fan, like who are you what who are you like marketing to as the casual fan? Like who? Yeah. I mean Mackenzie Entwistle's been in a couple of the, <laughs> the, the social media posts. <laughs> It's good. Uh, I'm pretty sure okay. if any Chicagoan saw Mackenzie and Whistle on the street, they would just be like, "Who's the fucking child? Like, who's the who's the college kid walking around in hawks here all the right? time?" Like, it's like back in the day when it's like they were talking about stories about like Keith or Sharp was telling like, "Oh yeah, we would have to go to like downtown to the train station and try to give out free tickets to the game, and people would just walk right past us. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you like? There's no hockey here or something like that." Yeah. Fucking silly. Um, so what Taves is happy about is the hiring of Luke Richardson as the new head coach. Um, he did say Luke's message is we're gonna work hard, we're gonna be prepared, we're gonna play as a team, and we're gonna go out there, try to win every single game. 
Um, I'm really excited to have a chance to play for Luke. So, I mean, he's excited for Luke, and that kind of has got to make you excited if if Debbie Downer, Jonathan Taves, is excited for the head coach. Like, you got to – I mean, that's, yeah. that's a good I mean, sign. He, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to come out and be like, I'm not excited to play for this guy. Well, no, but like, he, he doesn't – I mean, he's been brutally honest about everything else. So, it's like – I mean, he could have just said, ah, I got no opinion on it or something, or it is what it is type of situ- response. Um, but I mean, it's just, that's not the only like positive, positive like messages we've heard about Luke uh, Richardson. Uh, Max Dome came out and said too, that when he heard that Luke Richardson got the head coaching job, he called his agent and said, let's go, let's go to Chicago um, type of guy that he wants to play for. And it's, I mean, it's cool that these guys, that he's already got this reputation of guys want to play for him. He's a player, like he's a player's coach. And I mean, that's going to be key, especially if it pans out where he ends up being the guy that they give the keys to when, when they start to make the turn and, you know, if he can put out there that, you know, Hey, I'm a player's coach and guys love playing him when the situation shitty, when it's about to get good, that's going to be even better for us to, you know, bring in more guys. Absolutely. I'm excited to see because I I've never really followed Luke Richardson, Luke Richardson, so I'm just excited to see like what his coaching style is like. Like I, <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be refreshing. I think every time it's like a new coach, it's refreshing. But like, yeah, like I'm not like at this point, we're not expecting a lot to happen though. You know, like so anything that's not just like, oh, there's guys on the ice and we lost. Like if it if it's like they're playing much better defensively and like beating the shit out of teams, even though we're still losing, cool. If it's a barn burner every fucking time we're losing six to five, still whatever. If it's an exciting game, that's awesome too. I just like right. don't want to get blown out every game and just like look like there's not even an NHL team out there, you know. Kind of wonder uh, what what would have been like if this is when Carlton stepped up. I'm, I'm very curious to see that, like, what his if it would have been a different situation. You know, no expectation, not trying to replace Q, all that kind of stuff. Like, I really wonder if if he would have had a chance here. But, well, well, I'm more excited right now. I mean, I'll be more excited to see. I don't know, I'm more excited. I'm just more curious to see if they. I don't know how I'm trying, what I'm trying to say here. If they're gonna give him like the opportunity to see this through, or is he a placeholder in case you know, and then you know, like a a trots becomes available again, type of thing? Eh, I think I don't think that they're just gonna get rid of him. I think they're gonna. It seems like they went through the process of trying to select a coach that they're gonna go into the future with. I'm sure if it's a couple of years down the road, or like something is just like extremely not working out then they'll probably switch him out but i think that they're going to give him free reign to just kind of go like and do what do him you know yeah like they already know that we're not expecting to win he knows we're not expecting to win but that's not going to keep him from doing his job great all right uh so let's wrap up pots talk here um you brought this up in our group chat and i thought it was great so let's talk about it now um what are you looking forward to this season? Like what, if anything, are you looking forward to? And 
I said originally I responded in the group text that I'm looking forward to the draft lottery, like yeah. the end of the season, the draft lottery. And you guys kind of jumped on my throat about that, about, <laughs> and I will defend my, my response on that because I'm not, I am not looking forward to this season at all. I don't think it's going to be good hockey. I think if anything, we're going to, it's going to be black Hawk luck that we're going to look when our, when, one too many games that's going to fuck us over for for the first overall pick type of thing. What I'm really excited about this rebuild, and I'm so excited about the rebuild, I'm more excited about the guys that we drafted this past season and seeing when they get involved. Like, that yeah. is what I'm looking forward to. And, like, it's just – it's hard to get excited for this year when it's very much of a, like, all right, go out there, play hockey, but don't do too good. Like, yeah. it's kind of hard to get into that. I think one of the fun things is for this season, that's not even going to really have to do anything with the Hawks, but with the team itself, like the NHL team, but I want to follow more of like the guys that we just drafted. Like you said, like I want to see what, how they're doing. I think the last time I was like this excited for a prospect was literally Boquist and like <laughs> hearing all about like him and like Brian Campbell being in the London, um, London Knights as a special just advisor, just to him, like, and it was just like, oh, that's like fucking awesome. Like this kid's gonna be the future. And then of course Bowman does his fucking Bowman thing. Um I I'm excited for Luke right Lucas Reichel getting a full season. Yeah. I think that he's gonna be make a decent impact. I, I'm excited to see like how much of an impact it's gonna be. And that that's the other thing too, is just like seeing what kind of players are stepping up and like the Hawks kind of have this Hegel like form that they want to try and fit like players into you know like yeah. that hard-working late rounder or like just almost like a third or fourth line guy that is playing like out of his mind but like ends up I don't know I'm excited to see if there's somebody like that because it was kind of like a little bit of a rotation between like fuck who was it like Mike Hardman um uh what was Johnson Reese Johnson, Ryan Carpenter, uh, even who did we trade to Vancouver? What was his name? Remember when we traded for Adam Gaudet? Uh, oh shit! Who was that? Let me find out. Let me find out. Um, but like, it's that kind of guy that you know is just going one hundred and ten percent every single time. They, it's literally the guy that we always love to like watch play because as soon as he's always noticeable on the ice. Um, uh, Matthew Highmore. Matthew Highmore. Yeah, it's it's all of the, those types of players, which I think is just really funny. But like even speaking of that, like there's a kid that the Hawks actually just signed that was a former seventh round pick um, from the Hawks, who is a little bit of a surprise because so he was. It's this kid, uh, Jalen Lupin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was drafted in 2021, and he was playing on the Edmonton Oil Kings, and I think it was like, um, yeah. So he, where the fuck is it? Whatever. His stats, at, like, his draft year, he put up 29 points in 23 games. So I don't, I think he was an overage kid when he got drafted. I think he was drafted at 19. But last year he put up 64 points in 66 games. So maybe we get maybe he does a little, he does like that's the kind of kid that's gonna end up playing in Rockford. And if 
if he like is busting his ass because you know seventh round pick there's nothing absolutely guaranteed at all right that might be somebody we we can look out for in the future just like a surprise like hey that wasn't even our pick either it was a pick that we got from florida for um trading for brett Connolly and stillman yeah. and and uh bjorgstrom and all that shit I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited gonna... to also see the defenseman yeah rotating in like a full year of alex Vlasic. um also a full year of what was his, what's his name the other young defenseman that we had regular yeah, i'm yeah regular I want to see him. I'm want. I want to see what kind of trades they're gonna make because there's no way that we should keep McCabe and Murphy. Um, I hope uh, Ian Mitchell gets a little bit more playing time. I hope Nicholas yeah. Bowden gets a little bit of time. Yeah, and this Nolan Allen I just, too. I don't know if he'll if he'll make an appearance this year or not. Yeah, but I mean he he was a, he was a first round pick too, wasn't he? Like a late. He was. Yeah, runner, he was. But... He was the he was the pick that we got for um the seth jones right seth jones trade yeah, yeah. Uh, uh i'm also very curious to I'm see assuming he'll probably play in the Locker. ahl unless he's still gonna be in the I mean, he's w. 19 yeah so he might he's still, still be able play. to he play can, he can, no he can still play in the whl but yeah. like what, at what at what point are you just like too good for that and you should be in the ahl you know does he fall under that like weird thing where it's like okay well you can't play it's either NHL so. or juniors, you can't go to the AHL because I think it's like you have to be 20 at some point to go into the to AHL. I don't know. It's like I hate that. It's so stupid. Like that's yeah. what that's what fucked Kirby. Like honestly, it's, it's it's that he has the the he has to go to the W. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see Kurishov because I feel like they kind of are building him around as like this top six guy. I think he's he's just gonna get the chance. Yeah, like I'm curious to see if he can take it and run with it. Um, Radish, how if he can like he really finished last year strong. Um, if he can really build off of that, because I mean he, you're talking about the Hagel type player. Like we essentially traded Hagel for Hagel right there. You know, can he develop into that? I mean, I'm very interested to see that too. Um, the one thing I'm just terrified and miserable about his goalie situation like i just i there's not nothing good could come from that yeah i think it would be cool if uh what is it soderblom if he got called up a bit and like maybe showed a little bit more progress of like he might be able to like be the backup next year or something that would be cool yeah. like any kind of progress from like the young guys i would love to just i just like seeing like surprises you know like really good like it's i'm sure everybody else does but like the guy that comes out of nowhere like what was it josiah slavin came in last year and like was just kind of playing pretty solid and like there was a few other defensive prospects like that like came up like that Jakub galvis kid i was just i was surprised when he was playing like he played pretty goddamn solid defensively and i was just like great like that's that's cool like i'm sure the hawks won't fucking do anything with this but they're gonna definitely have some some openings on defense because I'm sure not everybody's gonna be staying healthy the whole year when you're playing so much fucking in your own zone. Right. Also, I wonder if I wonder if Davidson's gonna be able to trade Seth Jones ever. Oh. It just doesn't make sense to keep him. But like, I know it doesn't make sense do? to keep him. But 
I don't know. If, if honestly, if he eats two million dollars on that contract, I'm sure plenty of teams want a seven point five. Seth Jones. Sorry about that. My dog somehow figured out to open the door. Yeah, that's funny. I saw his tail. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just I just think the only teams that would really be able to like eat his contract are the teams that are are in the same boat as the Hawks that are just trying to lose. So I just I don't know. Oh. Uh, Bowman, Bowman, Bowman made that untradeable, I think. Nah, I don't think so. I think if if you can I, this is gonna sound stupid, but the Rangers. I've been seeing people saying that, like, they think Jacob Truba is a little too expensive. And I think if you are able to maybe work out a deal where Seth Jones goes to New York and you eat a little bit of his contract. So, like, if we were to eat 1.5 of Seth Jones's contract, it equals Truba's at $8 million. So we would have Truba for 9.5, basically. And they would have Seth Jones for eight. I don't know if they would feel like that's worth it, but I don't. I keep seeing like Ranger fans thinking that they should get rid of Jacob Truba, but like I thought he was like extremely solid in the playoffs. Like he's a, a huge defensive force, dirty player, but I mean solid. Yeah, and like if that we made that trade, then we have Truba for four years rather than Seth Jones for eight, and I think that's much more palatable. <laughs> I just don't know how that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, like what? Because also everybody talks about everybody. Like a, everybody talks about how Seth Jones isn't worth the nine point five. So are they really gonna take Seth Jones at eight million? That's like you no. Know, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. I just I I feel like that's not terrible. I'm just uh, who else? Who would who would take on <laughs> if if Edmonton didn't pay fucking. Darnell Nurse, 9.5. I'm sure they wouldn't mind having Seth Jones at 9.5. Uh, Columbus. I was about Tracy to say, Bassey. I'm going to say Columbus <laughs> didn't sign. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. What's his name? Um, Wierenski or Goodbranson. Yeah, Goodbranson for 4 million. You could have made a deal work a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, fucking Pittsburgh. <sighs> Fucking send him to Montreal. These teams that have like no fucking cap space. <laughs> that even if we send ate a little Montreal, bit, man, that's what that would work. Send them to Montreal. <laughs> Montreal for Kirby. Get Kirby back. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, oh yeah, the Kraken. I was gonna say like what I was saying before, like send them to Seattle. They only have a million in cap space right now, though. After like the moves that they made this offseason. I don't get what they're doing with their goalie situation either. I don't know. Who the fuck would fit uh, Seth Jones? I don't. I really, I don't. Like, I think we're fucking stuck. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Unless we're eating, like, more than $2 million. You have to eat, like, 50% maybe. In no way in hell am I eating 50% for eight years, eight more years. I hope, like, Anaheim, get good. Like, just... Take on Seth Jones as well. John Klingberg, Seth Jones on the right side with Shattenkirk. They have Buffalo. Yeah, really? (laughs) Buffalo with Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlien. (laughs) Yoka, how are you? Jesus. 
I'm sure Buffalo would fucking do it anyway, too. They paid Jeff Skinner nine million. They'd probably just take on the whole deal. Would you trade Jeff Skinner for Seth Jones straight up? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe some other pieces. I know, but I mean, but like, yeah, like, I mean, no. Take on, take on, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't take Jeff Skinner on for five more years. Nine million. That's a Buffalo thing. That's going to stay there for at least like three more years before they can move them for 50% retained. I feel like every team has like an expensive defenseman that like they're not going to want like a 7.5 or on their fucking team. I think the situation changes in a couple of years when the cap changes, but also I think that's it's, makes it even harder to move him because who knows that, you know, if he's, starts declining around the same time that the cap goes up. Try and get Lou Lamoureux to spend some money. Send him to the island. Speaking of that. Yeah. So uh, I think that's anything else? Yeah, I think that ends it for Hawks Talk. We'll uh, we'll jump right into that with the latest rumor is that Kadri is going to be signing with the New York Islanders, which I don't understand but okay it's, it's a thing yeah like sounds good i really I, think he was holding I, out must colorado be. to make some space but i think colorado's like uh let's worry about mckinnon well i get yeah i guess it it would make sense like i thought brock nelson was playing strictly center but i guess he's also a left wing the team also is I, I like what are they gonna they can offer him like seven million they don't they don't pay anybody over seven million on the island so like he does have a like, yeah this? he does have the lou the lou connection yeah so he might be willing to do a little little deal for lou but you get barzell first line center cadre second line center you got anders lee brock nelson on the left side one and two i mean it makes right it makes Kyle Paul Mary. Uh, Josh Bailey, you got uh, Oliver Wallstrom. I wonder how did he do last year? All right, 24 and 73, but that was his like, uh, no, his rookie season was a year ago. 45 points under 26 games. Yeah, I don't know. It, like, I always thought that the Islanders were going to be competitive last year, but they got so screwed with the way that their season went out, and then they got rid of Trots. So, I don't expect anything out of them this year. No. I don't know, like, so a lot of these guys, man, honestly, unless you absolutely love the place that can, that's offering, like, you know, a long-term deal, yeah, I would sign a fucking two, two, three-year contract just to get yourself to that, to that cap once, once the cap goes up. Oh, yeah, I mean. I mean, I know certain guys, guys you got to get paid situation. now. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you're one of those one of those guys where it's like, okay, let's make this nice little bridge deal here. Like, you know, I'm not gonna get you know decline in skill in the next two three years. Let's sign a three year ticket. Let's go and get get a bigger payday. Yeah. I'm just looking at fucking restricted free agents that I haven't signed yet. Um, what if the Hawks just went out and uh, signed Kirby Doc? God, that would be amazing. <laughs> Just completely fuck like, Montreal again with 
Montreal doesn't have cap space. But I'm just saying they that have, like every they team have less than, they have, they have less than five hundred thousand in cap space. That should be a new tradition <laughs> in in the NHL offseason is that every team every team at least once has to offer sheet of Montreal Canadian. Yeah, like why not? It's that basically a team. it's a free player. Like if you if you <laughs> let's say we pick what was the trade? We could we got Kirby Doc or we traded Kirby Doc for a first and a second. Is that what it was? Uh yeah. Yeah, a first and a third. Let's say we we sign Kirby and third. and it's it's that it's that uh that value that it's like a second and a third or something like that. You traded it a second and a third for a first and a third. Like that's a pretty fucking great deal. <laughs> like how fucking hilarious would that be? I'm is, is there any rules against that? <laughs> I think so. Hey, let's get somebody get Kyle Davidson on the phone, please. <laughs> Hey, can you go sign Kirby Doc? Go offer sheet him, please. There's nothing that they could fucking do. They'd have to like move, move. They'd have to move something. This is yeah. This is that's some video game type shit that I'm gonna look into in a video game now. <laughs> like, hey, I'll trade you this guy for a first first rounder. All right, now you can't sign him. I'm gonna sign him. <laughs> I don't like, know how worth it. Odinger how fucking worth it. Yet. Jake Ed- Edinger. Edinger, yeah. Yeah, because Dallas doesn't have all right. Like they have they space. Still, they have space, but they also have to sign Jason Robertson. Um, yeah. So like, since we're talking about just free agencies now, like there's still some RFA's getting signed. There's guys going through arbitration right now. There's guys that are going into it but avoiding it. But like some big names, like Mangiapane signed five point eight in Calgary. Jesper Bratt signed five point four five in Jersey. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto three point one. And then I don't know if you know much about Mario Ferraro, but I fucking love that guy. He's literally like, like Nicholas Yalmerson. He, all really? he does is, is block shots. He's, he's an insanely great, like just defensive defenseman. I, name too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking <laughs> Mario Ferraro. Yeah. It's like he, so that's exciting. Um, he, I think he got a, a decent deal for, for basically, I didn't even hear about him until last year. He got three point two five. So, oh my God, uh, his rookie season fifty eight block shots in sixty one games. Uh, second season in twenty twenty one season, uh, ninety six block shots in fifty six games. Last year in sixty three games, one hundred and fifty one block shots. Yeah, Jesus. Also, if you can see how many hits he has, too. He just lays the body as well. 140 like hits last year, 155 the year before, 120 first year. Yeah, he just he throws the body and block shots. Like, what an awesome defenseman. <laughs> and, and very little uh, penalty minutes, too. I mean, 30, yeah. 22, 16. He's, he's, he's on the penalty kill. Like, that's, that's the guy that you want. And I'm just like, damn, I fucking wish we had him. <laughs> I miss uh, who I else? Miss who else? <laughs> uh, in like non RFA, like John Klingberg, he signed in Anaheim, got that old uh, Taylor Hall deal. You know, like I'm gonna get that one year in Anaheim, I'm, which I'm is amazing. Sure said, I believe right. in this team, and then gets traded at the deadline when they're not actually right, right before he signed it too. He traded his longtime agent. Um, allegedly, he 
declined a eight years, $7 million extension from Dallas during the season. Um, think he dropped the bag a little bit, or do you think his agent dropped the bag? I mean, uh, unless he, unless he I, really what did, did what, what, what did Dallas. you say? What did you say, man? You said, Hey, if I was any of these guys, I'd sign like a one, two year deal for the cap to go up and really bank it in. Yeah. Maybe that's so, what he's doing. Maybe that is what maybe. he's doing. I just don't know. Cause I don't really know how he felt about Dallas. Like, did he, was there like, Oh, did he want out of Dallas? I mean, he didn't have their trade request, but was that because he didn't yeah. want it, or he didn't think he was going to get paid? I probably cause he didn't think he was going to get paid. Yeah. Or also Dallas wasn't playing too hot. I mean, they made the playoffs like, and the only reason they were, they remained competitive in the playoffs is because of Jake Ettinger. Jesus. Who Klingberg? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I noticed, uh, so I'm just looking at guys that have signed and like the things that always kind of upset me is like a guy that signs in Pittsburgh, like Dan Heinen, who is, is like a decent enough NHLer, but I'm sure he's going to end up getting put on like Sidney Crosby's wing and then he's going to score like fucking 60 plus points. And you're just gonna be like, where did Dan Heinen come from? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Eh. Well, he, he was on Pittsburgh club. last year. He was on Pittsburgh last year. He put 33 points in 76 games, but I don't know. It's a, it, That's kind of shit where I'm just like, God damn it. That guy's going to always – it's the type of player that is like a nobody on any other team. And then when the Hawks play Pittsburgh, they put up a bunch of points because Crosby feeds them. And it's just like, yeah. God damn it, dude. Um, um Kako, yeah. two-year, uh, $4.2 with a 2.1 AAV. Interesting. I mean, I wonder, yeah, if if that's what he's getting, you'd assume that's like kind of the baseline for Kirby Doc then. Because they were they were what one point away from each other? Yeah, one point separate. I think Kirby had one more point than him. Yeah. So he's gonna get two point two. That one point's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Owen Tibbet re-signed two years, three million with a one point five AAV. Um Technically, it was a signing, but it was also involved a trade. Matthew Kachuk re-signed, air quotes, in Florida for nope. – oh, no, it was a signing Calgary. Trade. Yeah, it was a signing trade. I forgot about that. Yeah, eight-year, uh, $76 million for a 9.5 cap hit, AAV. Then gets flipped to Florida for – pull the whole trade up again. Uh, Huberdeau. Jonathan Huberdo, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Sch- uh, Schwint, and a 2025 first round conditional pick. Um, it is lottery protected. Uh, Matthew Kachuk and a 2025 fourth round pick conditional uh, goes to Florida. Florida basically saying, fuck our first rounds. They do not have a first round pick until 2026 now. Yep. Um, the fourth round condition is. If the 2025 first-round pick that Florida sent to Calgary is a lottery pick resulted in Calgary receiving Florida's 2026 first-round pick instead, the 2025th fourth-round pick that Calgary sent to Florida slides to 2026. Yeah. God, I love conditional picks. I love that. Yeah, like, it's so funny. And, I mean, it, what a crazy trade. I just – Like, we were talking about it before. Like, what team – is going to be able to fit that. And it's like, oh, okay, Florida just decided to get rid of, like, one of their best defensemen and their leading – their franchise-leading scorer. 
Yeah, when was I think Steve Dangle tweeted out is like when was the last time two hundred point guys were traded for each other? Oh yeah, I have no idea. It's I just it's this is one of those weird weird trades where it's like right now it's so easy to be like oh Calgary won this trade, mm-hmm. just because of the return. But then it's like everybody like you got to look that both uh, Huberto and Weger are both pending UFAs. Yeah, so they, they don't, don't resign. They don't, they don't have an extension. Plus, Huberto is like 29, and yeah. Matthew Chuck's 23, 24 years old. 24. And it's just like, okay, well, they just got – they basically are – like, would you rather go long-term with Huberto? Like, let's say he also got an eight-year deal. You have him until he's like 36, 37, or you get eight years of Matthew Chuck and you have him until he's 32. Yeah. You have no, him in his I entire mean, prime. It's, it's just – I think Florida ends up winning this trade. Yeah, you tell him um, you're telling me like three years down the line, Florida. Oh, yeah, this trade, you're going to just you're crazy. It's just one of those things that people like right now, they're like, it's like those are the ones you take your screenshot tweets to like keep for receipts that are just like, yeah. oh my god, Florida L, Florida L. I can't believe Florida's so dumb. Zito's drunk, yeah. blah blah blah. And it's like, how how short sighted, <laughs> like the Sam Bennett, Matthew Kachuk back together. Oof, what oh, a tandem. <laughs> I think, ben, it was just like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude, you're going to love it here. <laughs> dude, the funny thing about the trade, too, like, not even the trade, they just, Huberto, the other day, put out a video saying, hey, guys, um, excited to play for Calgary. You know, I picked my number for next year. It's going to be number 10 and all this. And people were like, oh, for next year, Huberto confirming not resigning in Calgary. Like, he's just picking his number oh, for wow. one year. Like, it's so, it was so yeah. funny, like, people saying that. But, yeah, I think... You go from I mean, Matthew Kachuk also with like signing nine point five and going from Canadian like tax to fucking no state tax. Like how sick is that for him? His <laughs> brothers got paid this past yeah. year. Plus, like I mean, you're going to Florida. Like you're going to Florida. It's gonna be nice weather all the time, and the team's actually fucking good. You're not just going for the weather. And then he's already doing his shit stirring with uh, talking yeah. about Tampa Bay, you know, shit talking Tampa Bay already. And it's just like, let's go. And the fact, too, now he's in the same division as Brady. Oh, God, yeah. let's go. Like, I also love the uh, the pictures of the Calgary fans with their Goudreau jerseys and they're just taping <laughs> over the, the go, the goo and putting Huber. <laughs> it's just like, I love it, man. That's good stuff. I mean, good for Calgary, though, to replace an amazing playmaker with an amazing playmaker. I mean, Kachuk has probably the highest skill set of a lot of players in the NHL. Like I've, like I've said before, like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody score so many, like between the legs goals yeah, in one year. And yeah, then be good. the fact that he also like hits, he's going to piss off everybody in Tampa. Like they're going to fucking hate him there so much. And they're going to love him so much in Florida. Like it's going to be insane. I just wonder the big piece that Florida is losing to me is like Mackenzie Weger was Aaron Eckblad's. Yeah. That's the tough like one. D partner. Like who are you filling in there? Are they going to go out and get PK Subban? <laughs> Do they even have any cap space right now? I don't think so. I think they're right up. Yeah. No, they're over right now. They're th- almost they're 3 million over. Damn. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of teams that are over the cap right now. So who knows? Yeah, that's rough. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I can say. Like this, why they lost this could potentially lose this trade is just you lose out on a top two defenseman that plays very well with your top defenseman. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that. That one's tough. 
Yeah, sucks. But, you know, they're going to be explosive as fuck offensively, that's for sure. How All right, uh, real quick, how about uh, Matt's Pacioretty just shit-talking uh, talking Vegas? File yeah. that under the box <laughs> to get. Man, I, Vegas just, like, did a speed run of, like, one of the most hated teams. <laughs> like, like, oh, cool, exciting new franchise. Oh, man, how crazy is it that they went all the way to the final? Oh, like, these guys, what the fuck are they doing with their coach? Oh, what the hell? Oh, yeah, they hate, they fucking traded Flurry for nothing? No, they're getting rid of Patches? What the fuck's going on in Vegas? Yo, fuck Vegas. <laughs> hey, yeah, he just essentially just said that, that when he got there, it was weird because there was no accountability and he's like, I'm not talking about it in the team. I'm talking about like ever. You couldn't feel pressure coming off of anyone from the coach, from coaching to management. And he's like, he's just like, it was just like weird. Like just everybody at the end of the season, he's like, I had to step in and kind of say like, hey, we got to be better. Um, you know, typically other Canadian markets, like you got to like, you know, answer for this in Vegas, you're, you're going out, going golfing, going, uh, I think he said like whole foods, buying your organic food and all this kind of stuff. Like he just had nothing good to say about Vegas. And I'm just, I'm glad people are starting to call him out on it. Like fuck Vegas, fuck the way they run their team and all that. Like they just do everybody dirty. Like, man, I feel bad for Vegas fans. You're stuck with that shit. What's gonna happen first? First game back in Vegas. <laughs> What's gonna happen with Patches? They're gonna boom. I think that's probably why he got traded. You know, he spoke up in the locker room, told yeah, told everybody they needed a little oh, bit more accountable, and then just you can't be saying that around here. <laughs> and I love your guys' talks conversation about that too. Who's closer to the you know making the playoffs, Buffalo or or Vegas or Eichel? Eichel, yeah. <laughs> Eichel or Buffalo, and I mean, it's a close one at this point. And, and I was saying, if I think if Buffalo was in the Pacific, they might have a better chance at, at making it next year than uh, Vegas. Yeah, I'm really excited for that Carolina team. I think it's going to be. Yeah, be I don't think I might. I honestly don't think Buffalo would have a better chance. No, they're good. They're not good. They're just not good. Um, one thing that's going to be different too is the jerseys that the teams are going to be wearing because it was announced that after its next season, the 23 24 season, that mm-hmm. Adidas will no longer be the supplier of jerseys for the NHL, ending the Adidas era. Which, of course, I finally start you know growing on the Adidas style and liking the when, Adidas how long style. it feels like they just got it. It was the the year that the draft was in Chicago, which was 20, uh, where is that? I have... the fuck did we draw? Was that the Lucas Reichel draft? 2017. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. That's so long ago. It feels like it was not that long ago. Who the fuck did we even draft that year? That was... Oh, Yoko Haru. Yeah, Yoko Haru. <laughs> that was the Yoko Haru one where he's like, I, I I fell in love with that kid because he goes up on the screen before he puts the hat on. He fixes his hair, looks up, points himself in the jumbotron, puts the hat on, and then put, like big smile, puts his arm around everybody. I was like, "That kid, let's go!" <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Adidas is just like finished first in the fucking Western Conference. <laughs> yeah. Um, Adidas is so Adidas is out. Uh, it would be really yeah. interesting to see who who takes it in. Um. I don't. I mean, Reebok won't won't do it. 
CCM would be cool. I think Nike, they they just don't have good templates for their stuff. Like I just I'm like not a big fan of like their international jerseys and all that. Under Armour. I was saying that, like it's gonna probably be somebody off the board, like Under Armour, maybe Warrior. Yeah, <laughs> like when the when the NHL had that TV deal with the outdoor network. Outdoor network. <laughs> it's gonna be some shit like that. The outdoor network sponsor or supply jerseys. Netflix. Amazon hockey. Amazon, yeah, dude. It's gonna fucking like Amazon. And they're gonna fucking outsource it to like some Indian company and the jersey's gonna fall apart on the ice. Yeah, I mean that's a big lawsuit going on too with uh with Adidas. I don't know if it's with Adidas or what, but they're basically saying that all you know it is Adidas because they're saying that all the authentic jerseys are being listed as authentic when they're not because authentic jerseys are made in Canada and they're selling made in Indonesia jerseys as authentic. Yeah. So there's like a huge lawsuit against it. Yeah. That's not authentic. Yeah. So, um, all right, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, so there's a random topic that came up in our group chat with bar bar down posted, like, you know, team, uh, North America rosters from, uh, back in 2016 and just how stacked that team was. Uh, so we kind of were, were talking a little bit about it. First off, we were literally like, well, what's the salary cap on that team now? <laughs> um, so the forwards come in at 90, just over $91.5 million. Uh, defense, uh, $35.5 million. And goalies, just under $19 million. So Yeah, that was, that was when McKinnon, Matthews, and <laughs> McDavid were all on the same team. Dude, it was unreal the team like real quick the forwards yeah austin matthews Connor mcdavid uh mckinnon uh goudreau eichel larkin uh drorin drorin druin <laughs> nugent hopkins shifley uh trochak uh couturier and jt miller then at defense you had ekblad morgan riley ryan murray who was the uh the random guy uh seth yeah. jones gossip bear pareko with Bucky, uh, Gibson, and Murray at goal. So, I mean, that team was fucking good. And it just sucks because... The, the extras on that team, too, were Brandon Saad and Jacob Truba. <laughs> Unbelievable. And they were saying that the, the the World Cup of Hockey is coming back, but they also said, unfortunately, like, they're not going to do a Team North America and Team Europe this time around. So we will not see that again. But... We are going to do a quick little starting lineup draft, and if they were coming back with Team North America, who would we would take for our starting lineup? You were sitting really still there for a second. I thought you froze. <laughs> oh, no. I was just listening. <laughs> I was like, shit, we're almost done, too. So That's hilarious. We haven't done this in a minute, so basically what we're going to do, three forwards, two D, one goalie. Um, we can be really specific about position, or you can just say straight up forwards, defenseman, goalie. I think I'm going that route. I think you go more specific with it. Yes. Um, I will let you have first overall pick, you know, that it will be my gift to you. First overall. Oh shit. Okay. What do I want to do? I want to go. Uh, I'm going to go D going Kale McCarr. That's uh, yeah. That is the right call. Um, I'm going to <laughs> go forward and take Jack Hughes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to – I think – yeah, I'm going to go Zegris. Ah, damn it. Yeah, baby. 
I'm taking him as a center. As a center? <laughs> I was just about to ask, how are you taking him? All right. Um, and then I'm going to keep the Hughes dynasty going. I'm taking Quinn Hughes. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go my right winger. I'm going to go Cole Caulfield. Ah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I got to check my game notes here. Um, I'm going to stick with center forwards and I'm going to take, uh, Jason Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Robertson. Robertson. Yeah. I wrote on the wrong thing. <laughs> Robertson. Um, I got to I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, the goalie Jake At- Ettinger. Yeah. Ettinger. Ettinger. Yeah. All right. Um, let's finish up my forwards, and I'm going to take um, Bedard. Bedard. Oh yeah. Fuck. A little future. Uh, he wouldn't even be qualified for this one. What was it? Oh, it was just under twenty three, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was. Uh, if it it would have been players drafted this year. All right, you dick. All right. Uh, <laughs> Because it was when Austin Matthews was just drafted. He hadn't even played a game in the NHL yet. Okay, all right. First okay, overall. Fine, fine. Um, I'm going to finish up my D then, and I'm going to go with Adam Fox. I knew you would. Perfect. That's, I knew I wasn't take, worried about. Were you going to take Byron? Uh, no. No. Right. Okay. Going, I, I, I'm going to just take my left wing. I'm going to go with uh, Brady Kachuk. You, ah, I knew I should. <laughs> I thought he was going to still be up there. Damn it. Nah. You, well, you took two of the players on my first line. I took my whole second line, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Then I will, I got to finish a forward and a defenseman. No, you don't. Um, you have two goalie, defense already. Holy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Spencer Knight. Okay. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, and then my last pick is uh, Jacob Chikrin. He's still that young? Yeah, he's like 23. Jesus. Good good pick. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. then. I'm just going to go for shits and giggles here and take... Um... Oh, he's 24. Oh, maybe he wouldn't be eligible. Nah, no, he wouldn't be eligible. He, no, no, no. He might have just turned 24. Uh, March 31st. He just turned 24, so he All would have right. been eligible. Okay. Um, He was 23 during the season this year, so that's why. Fuck. Uh, okay, I'm just going to take uh, Kirby Doc. Oh, okay. <sighs> Lots of good players left on the board. Yeah. So, all right, real quick, go through some of the guys, your other, because you built an entire team. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Oliver Wallstrom, who I talked about earlier, uh, Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah, that's who uh, I was Robert, going between, him and Kirby. Robert Robert Thomas, uh, Kyler Yamamoto, Brandon Hagel, Nick Suzuki, Owen Tippett, even Taylor Radish, Pierre-Luc Dubois, but even guys that were just drafted, like Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, 
Um, Owen Power, get him up there. Owen, I have Owen Power on my list yeah. as one of my players. Uh, Keandre Miller, who I actually really like. I, I, I had, had him, him written down too. I just Adam Fox was still there. I had to take him. Uh, Maddie Bernier or Benier, Um yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be fucking cool too. Uh, what'd you say, Turcotte? Yeah. Eh, maybe in a few years. Jeremy Swayman as another goalie. Uh, yeah, shit like that. Let's see, was there anything else that? Um, Clayton Keller is still eligible. That's insane <laughs> to me. Yeah, did I say Nick Suzuki? Yeah, I think so. Um, who else would have been? available i kind of want to go back and remove kirby but i'm sticking with it uh dylan cousins i had dylan cousins listed here jamie drysdale um who else there was another one that i wanted to mention before who's the guy winnipeg did you say him already um peyton krebs in winnipeg yeah pierre dubois no cole um sillinger no, there's a P. I think. Oh, Perfetti. Perfetti, yeah. Eh. I don't know. There's a lot of good young guys that like have could have made it, could make, could have made the squad. Oh. But yeah, it's it, there's just so many good young players. It's insane. Well, so moral of the story is North American hockey is going to be good for a long time. Jake Sanderson. <laughs> just gonna keep naming people from like the more recent drafts all right well we're gonna wrap this up here um that was episode 186 tanner what do you want to call it oh um ooh, uh, i don't know <laughs> talked about taves we talked about what we're looking for forward to we talked about some of the still pending free agents. I don't. I don't even know, man. There's like, well, it's just, it's like summer, man. It's just summer. It's just summer. <laughs> That's perfect. It's just that's summer. Summer. All it's right. So that's episode one eighty six. It's just summer. It's just summer. Uh, make sure yeah. to follow us on social media at, at WCB Podcast. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Five star reviews on both um or not on youtube on apple Podcasts. uh yeah we put poll questions on spotify every week each episode so go check that out and answer the poll question uh do you have a question you want to ask this time no okay um so <laughs> for tanner and jerem we will uh we'll catch you on the next one also shout out to the guy on the hawk subreddit user for the Benmo who's already got a Frank Nazar Hawks jersey. <laughs> Sick. I'm excited. All right. <laughs> Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>